and this is the art of less doing. I'm going to teach you how to optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life, including your health, in order to be more effective. I want you to stress less, free up as much time as possible, and do the things you want to do. Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast, episode 161. Today's interview is with Steve Sims of The Bluefish, the world's leading luxury concierge service. And I met Steve the first time at the Genius Network event last year, Joe Polish's event. And he's just such an, an awesome personality. He, he just, he's, he's like instantly likable. He's very, very friendly. And he's very, very good at what he does. And I picked up some really interesting tips from Steve, actually. And one of which... I still use today, which is that every time he goes to, actually, you know what? I'm going to let him discuss it because he tells about it in the interview. But uh, just know that I sent several handwritten letters myself from uh, my trip in Europe this past week. And uh, you'll see why when you get to the interview with Steve. So before I get to the links for today, I just want to remind everybody. The Less Doing Podcast pulls together the top experts in the industry to help you optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life so you can start doing the things you really want to do. What if you could reclaim your time and make everything in life easier? What would you do and who would you spend it with? Less Doing is about you. It's the easiest way to learn and implement a huge amount of productivity in your life. Whether you're a crazy busy business owner, a tired executive in a large company, or a stressed out soccer mom, we've brought it all together for you to help you overcome the overwhelm in your life. For the latest how-tos and actual tips on becoming more productive, sign up for the new newsletter found at lessdoing.com. If you want a deep dive into the process, grab a copy of my book or sign up for a real coaching call to see if you're a good fit for one of my quarterly masterminds boot camps. The first call is totally free and you get a ton of actual tips to make everything in life easier again. Just head over to lessdoingcall.com and you can sign up there. So this week, I want to share a few links. The first one is one called AnyFetch, and this is a Chrome extension that uh, we, we've seen this kind of thing many times before, but I think that these guys are doing it in a really cool way. Uh, it's one of the many kinds of plugins that will give you information on the person that you are currently emailing with. So like Reportive is one, obviously Zobni used to be one, uh, but what this seems to do differently is that AnyFetch integrates with a lot of services, not just uh, Twitter and social stuff. This actually gets information from Dropbox, Google Drive, Salesforce, Evernote, and it will pull in all sorts of relevant information to the person that you're currently speaking with so uh, or emailing with. And I, I think that this looks really great. I haven't gotten to test it yet because it's in a private beta, but it's a pretty straightforward business idea or you know concept, and this one seems to do it really well. So uh, the next one is there was a study done at Harvard. This was in the Harvard Business Review. And it says kids benefit from having a working mom. Now, this is, a, this is an interesting thing. My wife actually brought this to my attention. And we, we had a really interesting discussion about this. But basically what they said was that women whose moms work, basically outside of the home, are more likely to have jobs themselves. Uh, they're more likely to hold supervisory responsibility at those jobs and earn higher wages than women whose mothers stay at home full-time. 
I mean, it's funny that this comes out of Harvard Business School because it's kind of like, it's almost, it's not putting down fatal moms. I don't see it that way at all, but I think it's helping to justify working out of the home. And, and I don't, honestly, I don't have an opinion either way on one, which one is better or worse. Uh, but, you know, people who, who make these decisions, they usually uh, feel pretty strongly about them, whether they want to stay home and be stay-at-home mothers or if they want to be working mothers. And uh, there's even celebrities like Gwyneth Paltrow, who I'm, I'm not a particular fan of, but she said that she doesn't like the term working mother. Because, oh, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't Gwyneth Paltrow. It was Ivanka Trump, actually, uh, who coincidentally happened to be a classmate of mine at Warden. But she said that she doesn't like the term working mom because a mother, being a mother is one of the hardest jobs there is. So, uh, there, again, I don't have a, a strong opinion on this. I think it's kind of interesting that they did the study, to be, to be perfectly frank. Uh, but the other thing that they showed about this too is that working is the effect that working mothers had on sons, and what they found was that uh, son, the boys who grew up in a home where the mother was working, they they spent more time, more quality time with their kids than the stay-at-home moms. So again, I, there's I haven't been able to dig into the study too much, and I feel like I'm gonna, if I do that there there might be some flaws here. But I wanted to share this because I, I just. I thought it was really, I thought it was interesting that they just did it. So please check it out and see what your uh, what your thoughts on it are. Now, on a much much lighter note, this was really funny. This thing on BuzzFeed, uh, there was a guy named Greg Ferenstein, who is the founder of Ferenstein Wire, and he wore the suitsy, which is a real thing. This is a onesie that looks like a suit. Okay, so it actually has like a collared shirt with buttons and everything, and and a suit over it, but it is actually a onesie, just like a child might wear. And I have to say, it looks pretty normal. It looks like a suit. And the video is really cool. It just shows him, like, sort of popping it on and zipping it up. So in terms of efficiency, it's actually pretty cool. You're going to throw one of these in your bag, uh, in, your, in your travel bag, and then you can just zip it up and you're ready to go. So the suit is where it's at. Maybe that's the future of fashion. Uh, now, this is – I'm very uh, excited about this one, actually. So – this is a service called Unload. And as you all know at this point, if you listen to even a few episodes, I'm really excited about this whole invisible UX thing where the company basically is just run over text message. Um, so Unload, you text a number, and they will help you get rid of any of your stuff. So they'll get you a price, uh, and they will actually, in certain locales, they will pick it up for you, whether it's an iPhone or a couch, which is pretty amazing. So, uh, and you can unload anything. They actually have experts that will deal with furniture or experts that will deal with uh, accessories, women's accessories or kitchen goods. But basically, this is, this is totally awesome because if you want to clear out clutter in your house or just uh, make some extra cash, you can use a service like this to get rid of that stuff. Okay, so the next one is called Send. This is a very specific thing. It's actually kind of a weird branding on the website. They say it's your on-demand personal assistant. However, it seems like they only do one thing, which is to help you get one thing from one place to another. So basically on the website, you put in the pickup address and the drop-off address, and then you get a quote. So I don't know if this really uh, would be considered like a virtual assistant per se, but if you want something picked up and delivered, which obviously, I mean, that's a big part of, the things that people might need and i would probably normally use a task rabbit for this which they're not specifically for using this so this is this is cool so it's one of the many things where you know i've noticed and i've, I've pointed out this trend before that 
there's a lot of this hyper specialization now, which I, th- I think is a big benefit, honestly. But if you're if you're using like a, a general virtual assistant, for example, now there's all these services that only do one thing, but they do it really, really well, and, and sometimes less expensive. So I think this is interesting. Send. Um, okay, so then the uh, the last one I want to mention is there is an article on Baka de Suyo, my favorite website, Barking Up the Wrong Tree. And this is all about how to stop worrying. So uh, a lot of this is about mindfulness and about, uh, this is like cognitive behavioral therapy, basically. So basically, I, like, you are not your thoughts, for example. That's one. And uh, this is a really important thing that I notice in my meditation that I do with the, the daily meditation podcast put out by Mary Meckley. Uh, and if you're listening, Mary, I'm, you, <laughs> you know how big a fan I am of yours. And anybody who hasn't heard me talk about Mary, she is a wonderful, wonderful meditation teacher. So the, the daily meditation podcast over at Sip and Home. And a lot of it really is about mindfulness, where you are recognizing that you are not the situation, for example. What's happening around you is, is happening, and you kind of experience these things, and you live in the moment, watch the moment, see the moment, like experience your thoughts, but you are not your thoughts. And it's, it's actually a very powerful sort of shift that takes place sometimes where you, when you can do that and recognize that, or ask yourself the question, rather, what is happening right now? And you give yourself that sort of minute of pause and then it gives you, sometimes it gives you some perspective on what's really happening. Anyway, that's all I've got for today. This is uh, episode 161, and we're going to get to the interview with Steve Sims. Thank you all for listening in. Uh, we are very, very close now to launching our, uh, a webinar that will help drive people towards the boot camp. And the next boot camp iteration starts July 13th. And once it starts this time, it's never going to stop. We're just going to keep going cycles and cycles. So, uh, and oh, and for anybody who is in Vancouver, I will be arriving uh, Thursday, very, very, very early in the morning and leaving very, very late that night. But I'm going to be there speaking at EO Vancouver and EO Victoria Falls. So uh, if any of you are members of either of those organizations, I look forward to seeing you there, hopefully. And if not, uh, we'll be sharing the energy of your great city. So (laughs) thanks for listening, everybody. And I will be back with you next week. And now for feature interview. So now I'm talking with Steve Sims, who is the founder of the Bluefish, the, the world's most exclusive luxury concierge service. So, Steve, uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. It's an honor and a pleasure. Thanks, Dolly. Thanks. So, so Steve and I met uh, for the first time at Mastermind Talks last year. And uh, we've seen each other at several events since then. We've got to know each other a little bit. And uh, he's just a really interesting entrepreneur. He's created this business out of thin air, honestly. I mean, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> but, I mean, you really did. It's really amazing. Oh, God, yeah. So wh- why don't you tell us first? Well, actually, first of all, tell everyone what Bluefish is. Oh, dear. Um, all right, <laughs> trying to give you the, uh, the short answer. Um, we're the real-life Wizard of Oz. Um, we're the people you come to when you want to satisfy your bucket list or when you want to do amazing travel, or you want experiences and memories created. We're that little special friend when you want to become more interested at the weekend that you call to do so. That's, I, I like that. That's, a, that's, a, that's just vague enough <laughs> to get you really excited and interested. 
Okay. So, I mean, like one of the things that you that you recently were telling me that you had done was that you provided a client with a private dining experience in Florence like no other. Yeah, we had a uh, we had a client from Poland that said that he wanted an exclusive restaurant in Florence. And quite simply, there's no such thing. Uh, Florence is a great family town. It's, a, it's You know, you want a table for two, you'll end up going in there. There'll be a table for 20 and you'll just get two seats, which is what makes Florence so beautiful. Um, <laughs> but, he, but he wanted an exclusive restaurant. So we thought, well, we know what he wants in his mind. So we've got to basically artificially create it for that one night. And we wanted to see how far we could go. And I have to admit, I think we went as far as we could. We took over the gallery in Florence called the Academia. Now, the Academia houses probably the most iconic statue in the planet, the Michelangelo's David. And we took over the entire museum and set up a table for six at the feet of Michelangelo's David. And that was, that was just incredible in itself. You imagine clearing out your local museum and then just sticking a table, a dinner table in the middle of it. Um, forget the fact that it's Florence and it's got this, this iconic piece. But then halfway through dinner, we had arranged that Andrea Bocelli would actually walk in and serenade them during dinner. So it was just one of those just mind-blowing thing after mind-blowing thing after mind. It was just an incredible experience we set up. And I have to admit, I had goosebumps and, and I, I kind of wept a little bit. This was an amazing experience that we pulled off in a short period of time where everything just aligned. And every time we wanted to push the boundary just a little bit further, everyone bought into it and said yes. And so it was a tremendous event. Yeah. So and one of the things that, that just strikes me about your business, and you, you sort of just touched on it, is it must be amazing to be constantly providing one, once-in-a-lifetime experiences to people. It, oh, it is. That's, that's my drug of choice, um, quite simply. And you know, I don't want to say this too loudly, but you know, it's the kind of thing you do for free. Just imagine someone coming to you with something that they've always wanted to do. Not something that they need to do, not something they want to show off about, but something they're really passionate about. And here's the strange thing that's happened. I don't care about half of the things that come to me. But when they come to me with such blinding passion, you can't help but get on board. And I've done amazing experiences around fashion weeks. And you've met me, so you know I've got nothing to do with fashion. Um, <laughs> and Around, around flower shows, I actually arranged a tremendous experience in one of the top flower shows in London. Um, and you know, I'm not a flower guy, but the passion that this person had to want to create that bucket list dream or just this amazing experience, you just can't help but soak that up. And quite simply, it is a drug. You yearn for someone to contact you and go, I want to do this. I desire to do this. I've, I've always wanted to do it. And you get on board that, and it's it's a rush all the way through. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can only imagine. And, and so, and the other thing about this, though, too, is your extreme resourcefulness. I mean, the way that you're able to put these things together or even come up with them is, and, and I'm bringing this up because you told me in person, you know, that it's not like you just, it's not just like you know everybody everywhere, but you're able to figure out who you <laughs> need to talk to to make these things happen. Oh, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. It's, uh, it's really good, but it, you know, it's like everything. The, the more you've got, the more chances of it happening are. And I am a 40-year-old, two-year-old kid. Um, I'm a constant <laughs> boy that just goes, well, what happens if I push that button? What happens if I go through that door? What happens if I phone this guy up? And I'm that guy that, you know, if, if any of us have got, any of you have got kids out there, and I've got three, so we know this chance, you know, daddy, can I have a sweet? 
No, you can't. Why? Because you can't. Why? Because your teeth are rot. Why? And they just carry on until they get the bloody sweet. So I'm <laughs> that kid that just constantly wants to ask why. Why can't? And over the years, my, my banter's got a little bit smoother. And it helps because if I've done something tremendous somewhere else, like if I want, let's say if I'm like someone phones me up and says, hey, I want you to do something in um, a museum in Copenhagen. Now, I've never worked in Copenhagen. I don't even know what museums are in Copenhagen. But maybe now I could get the academia in Florence to maybe phone the uh, Copenhagen Museum and say, look, this guy is going to give you an absurd request, but he pulls it off with panache. And I've got that credibility. So I've got people that I can rely on now just to make those doors just ease open enough that they are, they're interested, speaking enough that they will listen to the concept. Yeah. So, and that's, that is really interesting too. That sort of that social credibility. And, and actually on that note, the other thing that, I mean, the, the thing that originally struck me so much about you when you gave your talk at Mastermind Talks is that you have come up with things that are, they're not necessarily complex, but in terms of client appreciation retention that are honestly sort of blew me away. The, the one that I love, which I do ever since I heard you talk about it, was the thing about the envelopes on the hotels. <laughs> I've, with everyone in the planet waking up every day to be told about the latest app, the latest social platform, the latest technology, you're out of date by the time you've downloaded it. Yes. Um, and like, if you go out there and you say, like, you know, if you want to, if you want to reach out to me, you know, you you can you can look up on MySpace page. You know, people are going to look at you like an idiot. Um, and you can email me in my Hotmail account. Um, what I wanted to do was to find a way of standing out by going against. And we all know that if the, if the crowd's going right, you go left. And so I actually went the complete opposite way of technology and even the opposite way of cost. How can you make an impact not only with your clients, not only with your vendors, but people you want to do business with? This is, a, this, could, this is a universal idea that I use, and you know I use it, and you know it works. Yes. And I go to hotels, and I travel a lot. We all travel a lot. And even if we're not traveling, we may go to a hotel for dinner or to take the wife out for a night or something. Go to the front desk and say, look, I'm here for a couple of hours. I'm just doing some notes. I'm reaching out to some of my best clients. I need some stationery. Now, getting stationery out of a hotel is like getting water out of a tap. It's so easy because these hotels produce this stuff for you to use because it's advertising. And so you grab a pile of these envelopes. You grab a pile of the stationery, you sit down on a bench, and you just do a little note like, Ari, it's been a while since we've spoke. I'm traveling, but when I get back, I'm going to reach out. Give me a couple of weeks, and I'll call you. And just something like that. Fold it up, put it in the envelope, handwrite the envelope, and post it. The only expense you've got there is the postage stamp. But when you send out your emails, and we've We've all got these email databases of 150,000, 160,000, 10 million, all this ridiculousness. We all know the fact is that only 7 to 12% of those emails get through. So if you go to the reception, you get these envelopes and you send them out, your hit rate is going to be 10 out of 10 because right. people want to receive these kind of envelopes. And if you can make it a bit quirky by putting a bar, uh, a bar mat in there, or putting a little excerpt from a magazine. That, that's always funny as hell. You go through Sky Mall or you go into um, hotels and they have magazines. Pull out a page of a brilliant new restaurant. Don't stand in on the edge. Don't make it perfect. Keep it ugly 
and fold that in there and just go, oh, yeah, I saw this new restaurant in Chicago on your travels. It looks your kind of place. Put that in the envelope. And so they literally open up this envelope, and in it, they've got this pulled-out picture of a Chicago restaurant with your Sharpie message across the bottom of it. It's different. It's, it makes you stand out, and your open rate's just 100%. Yeah, no, and that's huge. And I've, I have done that since then because I, I travel for what I do as well. And it, it's true. It really does. And, it, and it's, it's not, it, it's, it's genuine. I mean, you really are. It's like you, you took the time, you're thinking about it. And it's just, it's, it's something different for them to receive. Yeah, and each one's going to have a little note. You know, I'll send out a little note and I'll say something, you know, like um, I, was in, I was flying over to New York recently for um, a speech and I grabbed my Sky Mall as usual. And this is something... I do all the time. It's not just a one-hit wonder. I've been doing this for years. And I don't want you to think, oh, that's quirky, that's stupid. You know, you only do that to your best buddies. Far from it. Your best buddies already love you, okay? Do this to someone you're trying to entice. If you know they're into fine food, if you know they're into wine, you know, and you're traveling somewhere and you see it, travel down to your, um, your news agents, find a magazine on fine wine, rip out one of the pages, send it to a guy you're trying to do business with and say, we haven't spoken, but I hear you're into good wine. This one looked good. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just something, you will stand out. And then when you phone up, you can say, look, I wanted to make a formal introduction, but I knew you were into wine. It shows that you care. It shows you've got that little touch. Now, it's going to look stupid. You need to be warned up front. And I've sent these, as, as you knew that I worked with the Vatican last year. Yeah, I've sent letters like this to the Vatican, Ferrari, rock stars, actors, uh, heads of banks, just little notes. I had someone a little while ago that I knew was into motorbikes, but their passion was for the vintage Italian Vespers of the 60s. And while I was in Italy, I found an Italian magazine on vintage Vespers in an Italian with a Rome price tag on it, I sent him that. Now, he can't read it because he doesn't read Italian, but the whole thought process behind me, knowing that he liked Vespers, now we're doing business. Yeah, now, but so you have thousands of clients now in, in, uh, in Bluefish, right? Yeah, I do. We and, have just under, just under 4,000. Okay, so which, I mean, congratulations on that, by the way. But I mean, is... Are you just constantly like thinking of these things you can do for the people in your in your organization? Yeah, yeah. let's be honest. It's great fun, isn't it? You know, it's, people people say that to me and they go, "Oh, do you have to send out stuff? And do you have to talk to your clients? And do you have to commute? Tell me how that's a bad thing, right? You know, if you don't want to talk to clients, don't talk to clients. Stare at your bank account and watch that thing deplete. Okay, every day. I love to think of a new quirky way of reaching out to a client. And it could be by sending them. I, I, did, the, I did one a little while ago. And you just chat to your clients. And as you're chatting, like I see a picture of you on, uh, on Skype here. Yeah. Okay. And the picture that you're, you're showing me, apart from a little bit eerie because your eyes are following me around the room, <laughs> you've got a bookshelf in the back. Okay. You've got a bookshelf. I can just make out a couple of pictures. But from that, I'm thinking, all right. He likes books. Now, your books aren't pretty. They're not like a uniformed collection of leather-bound diaries. Right. Okay? They're, you can see they're all different. So you can see, just from your picture, there's a range. And knowing about you, I know they're probably all about business development, outsourcing, 
hacking your life. I know you're very inquisitive, okay? That's enough information for me to find a book that's a little bit off whack, a little bit different, maybe even get the author to sign the thing, uh-huh. and then get it sent to you, okay? And you're going to get this book, and you're going to go, oh, that's it's just a way of connecting. And then if I send you that, and this is where it gets really deep and complicated, if I send you something like that, what are you going to do? Uh, I mean, I'm, well, first, I'm going to talk about it to a lot of people. You're going to talk about it to a lot of people. You're going to keep it. Yeah. You're going to call me up or oh. reach out to me. Oh, yeah. So tell me how any of those three things are bad for business. Yeah, no, of course. No, and I, I, so just, sure, I meant more like I don't sure know how you keep track of all the stuff in your brain. Oh, well, I don't. Um, I don't. <laughs> um, I don't. I have, I have a, I need Jim Quick to help me. I have a sieve brain, but I do have two whiteboards next to me and I have a pad. I use Evernote. I use notes on the iPhone. I don't keep anything in my head at all. And I will literally just run stuff down. And I have boxes of these magazines and envelopes and I'll be traveling around the world, no matter where I am, collecting these stuff. And then I'll be sitting back at my home in Los Angeles Pulling out an envelope. I did one um, uh, yesterday. I did about four letters yesterday. And it was funny because one of them was Vegas. One of them was uh, Bern. The other one was, uh, well, two of them were Italy. One of them was Florence. One of them was Rome. And I just wrote the notes. And of course, when you're writing these notes, you personalize them. The key, keep the note short. That's the key. Okay, like the old Dean Jackson nine-word email. Keep it short. So you just put something in there. Sitting at my desk, realized we haven't spoken for a while, but I did want to chat to you about um, your Porsche experience, or, or I did want to, or I found this, or are you still buying that house? Just anything, and they will reach out to you. They will contact you. And people go, this is the biggest argument. I love this one. Yeah, but they won't contact you for a week. <laughs> Look at your database and see when was the last time you sent out an email how many people came back to you? So what was the conversion rate of that? Now, you tell me. You send out a bunch of envelopes this week. Get your work done this week. Get ready for next week having 10 to 20 phone calls. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I, and I can say, tell you personally, I mean, I, I, ever since I, I saw you give that talk, I have done this a few times. And I think it's like 100% response rate, basically. It's incredible. Every now and then you'll get one comeback saying no longer at this address um, or something like that. And then you text the guy and you go, hey, I, I sent you something really nice. I slaved hours over it and he got bounced back because I didn't have your right address. And you just make a joke of it. Of course. Yeah. No, it, 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 it makes total sense. So, uh, I mean, now the company, again, your company. Good. Good. Well, I hope people use it. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I, I can certainly vouch for it. Uh, so, and, and, you know, your company has grown, obviously, in like leaps and bounds from, from uh, uh, you know, nothing to just under 4,000 members, you said. But um, the, the last question that I always like to ask on these interviews is, and, and you can interpret this however you like, but what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? Um, okay, so the first one is to be you, okay? There's, a, there's an old saying that 20% of the people in the room are going to love you, 20% of the people in the room are going to hate you. So you've got 60% people on the fence, Okay. Be you. That's a large enough population for you to be able to be authentic and to get people relating to you. So that's the first thing. Be authentic, be you. Secondly, dumb it down. The danger when people get successful 
is they actually put on airs and graces. Um, there's a saying in Palm Beach, the richer you get, the more British you get. They actually start to put on accents. Um, <laughs> so just remember, you're you. If you're comfortable in a black T-shirt talking about stuff and drinking whiskey, stay that person. If you want to stick a 30-grand watch on, fine. That's no problem. But don't let the watch wear you. Okay, so be careful of that. And then the third one, I hate to say this, but be humble. You know, respect where you come from. Respect other people. Remember that you're only on this earth for a short period of time. So treat everyone the same way that you want to be treated. Don't waste your time with men because just move on. But just treat them with respect at all times. Yeah, and I think those are excellent. Uh, again, coming from somebody who is, is an aficionado in terms of customer retention relationships. So, Steve, uh, can people just sign up for Bluefish, or how does it how does that work? There's an application, I assume. Well, there's there's two things, and this is where my shallow plugs come in. Um, there's two things. Bluefish is a five thousand dollar a year luxury concierge firm, and if you go to thebluefish.com, you can see a bit about us. There's an application page there. You'll notice that you can't actually pay for membership at the time of application. That's because we interview you. So. If you want information on it, you can reach out to us. We'll get it all done. But then we'll decide between us all, between us both, whether or not a membership is correct for you. So don't think that you're signing on the dotted line when you visit the website. But for those people that maybe are not uh, looking for concierge services, as you know, through my, my speaking stuff, um, I actually have a, a website called UglySims.com. Uh-huh. And you can sign up there for my newsletters and stuff. And I just really just rant on about what I'm getting up to. So if I'm sending funny letters to the Vatican or I'm sending bottles of wine to rock stars, I actually talk about it and I send little videos out. So you can just get an insight into uh, my brain, which can be a scary place sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, and thank you for sharing that. Um, and people can look forward to seeing Steve be one of the... Uh, Actually, he's the first confirmed speaker for the next Let's Doing Live event next year. So if you weren't at this year's event, uh, then you definitely should be at the next one because you're going to get to hear this guy in person. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Steve, thank you so much. That was awesome. And uh, everybody, I encourage you to check out, uh, if not the Bluefish, then definitely check out Ugly Sims because Steve's just got all sorts of really interesting adventures that you can sort of follow along with. And uh, yeah, mate, thanks for your time. Thanks, I appreciate it. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Let's Doing podcast. If you want to find out more information of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can go to lessdoing.com where you can look at Ari's blog, see the show notes for this episode, and also look at all the other episodes before this. If you want to send us a voicemail, we would love to hear from you and we'll play it on the show. You go to lessdoing.com, click on contact, and look on the right side of the page where you'll see a, a send voicemail button. Click on that and go ahead and record an audio message for us. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Ari's Twitter handle is at Ari Mizell, and mine is at Felix Bird. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next time.